Sandem Nomads, episode 138. Sometimes it takes courage to slow down and then finally you see yourself speeding up because you take your time, you just re-energize -re and then you, you find yourself doing what you're truly compassionate about. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Dereghi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. I want to talk in this episode about this challenge that a lot of busy moms have when they want to build their business and grow their business on the move, which is finding when is that right time to start when we have babies, when we try to build a family, and when we move from a country to another. So I have a great guest here who can share her experience of how she launched her business and prepared her launch before and after giving birth. So I want to thank you, Gertal, for being here. And are you ready for the ride? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having, for having me, Amal. Such a pleasure, Gertaud. So Nomad Nation, let me tell you a little bit about Gertaud. She is an international HR professional and coach. She's an Austrian by birth, lived and worked as an expat in Africa and currently in Jamaica. So Gertaud is an expert in international recruitment, talent acquisition, executive search and transition coaching. So nomination currently now get out works for a global executive search network and connects organizations across the world to elaborate growth and mutual synergy. As a coach, she is passionate to support uh, female expatriates to overcome challenges when starting a new leadership role in a new country and culture during the assignment of uh, repatriation so they feel focused, energized, and have a positive mindset. So basically, Kurt, get out. You've been launching this business while working with an executive search company and having a baby. Yes, yeah. We've met as you got needed help to start your business. And I was really pleased to start working with you. I th we just were talking about it. It's been a year and a half that we started working together to launch your business. Yeah. And one of the things that impressed me about you from the first day we talked was how you were so mindful about how you are going to use your downtime to focus on your baby, to go through pregnancy but also to lay the ground to grow and to start your business uh, and transition from, you know, doing purely executive code, executive search to starting your business and help women. So what you do is that you help expat women who are sent abroad for an assignment. So can you tell me more about that business? Yeah, I'd love to tell you more about that. Thank you for giving that retrospective as well on the on the last years. It was really <laughs> right. And also maybe to mention, we also got married during that time. So oh, yes. <laughs> we pulled that together as well. Amazing. Yeah, it was fascinating <laughs> last years. So what planted that seed of supporting and leading expert women on the move when they are on assignment actually already started in Africa. So when I worked in Ethiopia, I worked with a lot of expats, investors, and also some very inspiring expat women. And then I, I saw myself wondering, wow, how do they juggle family, their career? They really want to make this impact. 
and I thought, okay, wow, they really inspired me. So starting from then, the questions in my head were, how can we best support them during their global life and their career? What can we do as an organization to build talent pipelines that we already like support them um, in their home country and then really encourage them to go abroad? And most importantly, how can we, in some years down the road, see more women out there? Because right now we have around 25% women as experts. And I would just laugh maybe in a lot of years when our little daughter, Clara, maybe wants to explore the world as well, um, that it's just very normal to have mixed teams and that we have women and, and men very equally in those, in those impactful teams. I would love to see that. So this is where my passion comes from. And um, yeah, I, I, I support this mission through, through my coaching business, through the coaching program that I've, I've crafted and pulled together. And also through doing interviews with those inspiring women abroad and sharing those stories. So I'm very excited on my website and my blog, I will share those, those stories and just try to inspire other women to, to take on the adventure and get get over any bias that is there because I still feel the world of expatriation it's it's quite traditional in a lot of sense which was new to me when when we went abroad it's all of a sudden the roles are very traditional again a lot of times the the leading partner is the only income and you have to give up your career and so on so it's it's just I feel time to to kind of like rewrite this narrative and and tell some new stories that's amazing and such a big mission statement. I think we will all agree here that we would love to see more women who are leading the path in with their careers, taking their families on the move, uh, be it, um, you know, uh, no matter if they're single or actually married, but but especially this cha- it's a real challenge being a woman today still it is a challenge to be a woman and have a family and try to juggle it all. And I'm so glad that there's someone like you that's decided to really specialize on helping expat leading women uh, who are going abroad for an assignment to help them juggle it all. So talking about that, so nomination, before I continue any further, if you want to get the guidebook that is actually explaining all the steps that I've been working with get out to launch her business, go to tandemnomads.com slash 138 and you will have all those steps that I've been working with with Get Out to launch her business so that you can know what are those steps. Today, I really want to focus on just some of the pieces that has helped Get Out launch her business, but also I want you to learn from her personal experience and ex- really amazing expertise in how she planned this. Um, it's just been amazing to watch you this past year and a half. I'm so, so excited for you, Get Out. So, um, so as I said, nomination, tandemnomads.com slash 138. So one of the things we just talked about is, you know, your niche, and we talk about it a lot in Tandem Nomads, the importance of focusing on a niche. So we're not going to spend much more time on that. But I also love that about how you were very clear in your business that you will focus on expat women who move abroad. But uh, now I'd like to go to, you know, what led you 
to actually start that business because you already had a job in a way. Uh, it's not like you needed to find yourself a job. You already had one because you worked for a company. Can you mention the company you worked for? Yes, yes. So I worked and I still work for Talent or International. It's mm -hmm. a global executive search network and we are present in around 30 countries. And um, I think we'll share the link as well later on because I feel it's just a great go-to address for any expert partner as well or expat to have an HR consultancy and kind of like a, an ear and, and face in the market or the country where you go to. I found myself always, that was like after doing my visa and the move and the house, afterwards it's like, okay, where to send my CV and how to find out more about this, this market and how could I work there. And then also as an expert, at the end, you, you look for maybe um, extension of your team and so on. So we'll share the link. Yeah, what's the name of the company once more, please? Talentor International. Talentor International. So, no matter if you're looking for a job, normally if you're listening to this episode, you're looking to start your business. But if you are looking for a job, this is definitely a place you want to go. Uh, and it really costs you nothing to go reach out to them and apply and set up and, you know, um, give your resume for them to consider it for needs abroad. Especially that you said they're present in a hundred and how many countries? No, in 30 countries. <laughs> Sorry, 30 countries. That's already great. 30 countries. So, okay. So you were, you're still working with them, by the way. And actually, that's another thing we want to discuss is that how do you manage to do it and juggle it and communicate it with them? But how did you come up with this idea that you wanted to now start your business on top of that? Basically, it really came from, from those first seeds that were planted back in Africa when I, when I worked with, with inspiring expert women. Those were like the seeds planted. And then I always asked myself, okay, how can I ask deeper? How can I, how can I support my clients and my candidates at another level? And then I started my coaching program. Mm -hmm. And the coaching program, uh, it's called IPAC. I did it here while living in Jamaica and it was so intensive. It was like nine months and you do coaching, you coach a lot, but you also get coaching. So I really love that about the program that it kind of like takes you through the process and you really work on yourself and you, you go deep and you, you have a lot of like space and in time for your own reflection as well. So I feel it really helped me to, to just stay connected to what I want and what I'm compassionate about. And that was to support women out there and especially those moving abroad and, and um, keeping their careers ongoing. So I think that was really one of the major stones. And um, yeah, I also, I, I just have to say one big part in, in my whole development is our journey is my my husband and my partner who always believes in me and kind of like never lets go of those visions so I'm not sure if I just told him like I'll oh, just let it like just leave it and I'm not gonna do it now I'm I don't know like he would I think uh yeah he would just said said like no no you just go and and we support you as best as we can that is so important. You know, I love that you bring this up and it, it comes up very often on Tan Nomad's podcast, the importance of having the partner on board and the whole reason why this show is called Tandem Nomads. It's a team deal. So I'm so glad that you brought this up. It's important to have that in order, and especially in this case where you're starting a business while having a baby, getting married and having another job. If you don't have that partnership, it will be very difficult. So you just... 
it's interesting. I love to see the journey of how people get to find their business idea too. And realizing that you saw a need and you saw a problem. Well, I realize, you know, we're talking about executive search, but we might not have explained what it is for those who might not know. Uh, do you want to explain what executive search is about? Um, yeah, just very briefly. Yeah. It's mainly, it's um, placing the right people to the right organization, placing in the meantime now actually the right set of values um, and vision to to the so that it matches the vision of another organization and executive search it means just like talent or focuses on management roles and and up so yeah. that's kind of like the executive uh, niche there another word that's used but maybe not exact the word whatever you do but headhunting for example yeah exactly is, is is what it is so by doing that headhunting for expat lead for expat positions and executive positions abroad you had to meet with some executive women and realize the need for more support for them to succeed in their careers so that's amazing and would you um and just a side note, we will share again the link of Talentor, um, the, the executive search company on the show notes of this episode. But um, can you set up the scene of, you know, how did you get to decide to launch your, where were you before, just at the moment where we started getting in touch together when we said, Amel, I want to start my business. Can you help me? What was the scene at that point? So that scene was, I think I was quite quite pregnant at the time. So it was like, I don't know, like uh, nine, eight months pregnant, something like that. But it was the time where I had this amazing pregnancy hormones in my body. So I was really like, yeah, I had a lot of energy. And so I thought and assumed that I will launch much faster. I thought of deadlines like, of course, to have a break around um, birth and coming back to Jamaica. But then later on, like, I really saw myself working during my maternity leave on the business launch and, and launching much faster. And that was kind of like then a wake-up call. And that was really something I think I've learned in, in the process that becoming a mom, it's, it's a major transition and giving yourself time and allow yourself to also um yeah just think of other timelines and deadlines that was that was very important because at yeah during such a such a major transition it's just yeah it, it would have been just too much to to force a launch or something like that and i remember you were one of the first when we had our first sessions who said hey give yourself time to do the research uh just just give yourself the time. There's not a, not a rush to immediately push everything out. And I love that honesty also from your side. So I really had you as, as like my partner in crime on my <laughs> side who always encouraged me. And also those moments where you feel, wow, do I really progress enough? Like, you know, those, those voices in our heads that always tell us like, is it fast enough? Um, and so on. So you were always someone who really, um, yeah, I always knew I, I, have her back. So sweet. Cool. Thank you yeah. so much for saying that. It's so sweet. But definitely, you know, what's interesting is that when I hear you say that I was the one telling you to slow down, it's it almost feels like surreal for me because through Tandem Nomads, my message is take action. And this is exactly the point of this episode. What I was impressed with you is that you, although we said we're going to slow it down, there's two ways to do it if we're pregnant, I think, is to say, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm going to have kids. I prefer to just pause everything and then wait until I'm ready. 
The thing is, tell me, get out. You know better than me. I I feel like it's never the good time. It's never a good time. However, you can build a plan to take it slow. You sl- move slowly but surely, and this is what you've done. So when you came to me in the first session, you explained me your plan with your dates. Could you actually explain? A little bit what was your plan between okay when am i going to give birth where i'm going to go to austria when i'm going to come back can you share that with us how you planned it yeah sure because we we live in jamaica and the plan was always to give birth in austria so there was a major logistic system around that major life event of course so i stayed around five months in austria and um then So when she was born, after three months, we came back to Jamaica. And I just have to say, this was the most precious time, like, um, to be around with our family and to get the support at the beginning of this new journey. It was just, um, yeah, it it was just priceless. So then when coming back to Jamaica, then I I started thinking of, okay, when to get back to my projects and and when when to get some time in it, because I also realized I really, I get energy out of it when, when I do what I, what I love to do. It's not that it's super draining me. It's, it's really something that energizes me. So how to get, how to get some time in, and also most importantly, how to build a support system. I think that's most important. Very how to build a village again in Jamaica, like that, that supports you and allows you to do all that. Because I believe it's actually, I feel it's a bit of a myth to say we can do it all alone. That's just simply not true. I fill those pictures out sometimes on Instagram where you see working moms dressed up and the baby snacks and playing and yeah, we can write 10 blog posts while doing it all and cooking a meal. It's just, it, this is just, I feel for, at least for me, it's just not working out. So I felt for me, it's really good to, to build a village and have the support system. And I'm very grateful that I had it in Austria and now I have it also in Jamaica. And especially when you live abroad and you don't have your immediate family around you, it's so important that you have people you trust in your life and um, you take this time for yourself. You take this time for your projects, what you're passionate about. And also you take that time for, for the partnership in this like new stage in your life. Yeah. So is there, that's such a very important and key information here and thing to grasp is the importance of the support system. Um, and so is there any key advice you would give for those who are trying to build that support system? Because it's not easy. And what does it, what did it look like your support system in Jamaica? In Jamaica, we are very blessed because we, um, we have systems here like, um, like a nursery or a nanny, you have a nanny at your house and she takes care of your baby. So those are like, you don't have that in Europe. So you, you like that's, that would just look very different. Like in Europe, maybe you would have to have your family more closer to you or find other people you trust. But most important is find um, a system where you trust and either it's your husband who you say, okay, in the evening, please those two, three hours, be with with the baby or um or one sunday and you do what you love and what you energize and where you get energy from so the the support system could look differently but i feel it's very important at the beginning you feel this guilt and i also felt it like huh okay i should be with my daughter like i would love to play with her but then i'm working like you have the thoughts Mm -hmm. but 
I felt it's really, it's costing me too much if I keep on thinking that. So I felt, no, I, I'm so blessed and, and she's happy and I'm happy. So um, yeah, let's, let's just yeah. build it in this way and let's get my mindset around it in this way. Because otherwise it's always this, um, yeah, otherwise you're just really struggling because you're half-hearted at work and half-hearted um, yeah, trying to be always present and it's just not possible. Yeah. You know, and what you're saying about the support system, for me, there's two key things here to highlight, which is the first one, accepting to invest in it. I think it, it is important and I know that we have sometimes a lot of guilt in investing in ourselves. So that's the first thing that you've done. You invested in the help you needed by getting outside help. Um, but also you talked about the guilt is to deal with that guilt and surpass it to be able to invest in the help and support system you need. And also let your partner take care of some parts. You don't have to take care of everything. And it's okay if the partner some nights spends it with the kids while you work this is what's happening most of the time during the day anyhow in the other way so <laughs> yeah and in africa actually they say it takes a village to raise a kid yep. so for them it's very natural in a lot of other cultures it's very natural that the kid grows up like in this um in a in a bigger system anyway so yeah. i just i love that idea as well that's a very good point it does need a village and when we're abroad we need to create that village that's very important so this is an important part of preparing for your launch and you've basically taken the time of your pregnancy and then you took a break i remember you took a three months break where you really focused on the baby right and then yeah. <laughs> everyone who knows our <laughs> our start was like would would just say okay if you like also worked in this time you would be just completely crazy so yeah. yes it's just such a um time of adjusting and just getting into this new rhythm and yeah and we also got married during that time so those were life changing projects so amazing so. so i'm so glad that you took that time and you were very conscious about that and remember you told me it's important for me to also be there for my daughter. I mean, I can continue to work, but I'm going to make sure that I organize my days and my week in a way that I don't feel guilty for not spending time with her, but I also make the time to focus on work so that when I, I am with her, it's quality time. Yeah, exactly. And I have to mention actually that I'm very blessed. We, um, I'm with an Austrian employer and we have a longer maternity leave. So um, I only got back in November with certain hours and that also allowed me to of course, focus more on, on the launch and to do the research. Yeah, very good. That's that's also a very good point to, to answer. But if you don't have a job, then already at the base, so you don't have that problem anyhow, so that's good. You can choose when you how long you want to take your maternity leave. But my point here, and you tell me if, I really want your honest feedback on this one, but I would say don't wait too long. You need to get back on the horse. And it but, but taking action, it doesn't mean starting your business right away. It means doing what we're going to talk about now, laying the ground to be able to launch when you're ready instead of waiting until you're ready. So that's the whole thing that you were saying about slow down to go faster, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. It's really like just staying connected to what you, what you really love to do and taking those baby steps and just, yeah, um, kind of like, remind yourself constantly on that I feel that that was very yeah that was very uplifting through the through the journey and also always 
kind of like got me back when I thought like, wow, okay, <laughs> look, look into the work. Of course, it is a lot of work, but it's really different how you, how you approach it. Yeah, definitely. So I would like to talk no more about the process and what you did to prepare yourself. So as we speak, when this episode is launched, you actually launched your business and even got your first clients. And it took one year and a half of preparation, transition, and like work of building the foundations. And we worked through it together. And again, Nomad Nation, if you want to know those steps, you go to tandemnomads.com slash 138 to learn about these steps. And the biggest work we did together is getting the foundations and getting clarity. If you, if you know uh, the Tandem Nomads methodology, which is clarity, consistency, conversion, the first step is the most important one, getting clarity on your business. And you've spent all this year working on that, on getting clarity on your business model and on your niche and on how you will build your revenue streams, your marketing strategy, etc. One of the things that I was really impressed with you also is how you really committed to the market research. And I know that this is something that a lot of my clients try to skip and I don't let them skip it, <laughs> but I really loved how you did the even extra work than that. You even went further by um, really taking the time to do all the interviews that we mentioned that you should do. And for me, I was really impressed, but how this market research by doing it so well got you to learn so much about your business and even start landing your first client. So before even you launched, you got your first clients thanks to the market research. So I would love you if you could take me through what you did and how it helped you. What are the key things you learned from your market research? Yeah, so when you said market research and doing all the um, desktop research, I was, I have to admit, like, yeah, I did it, but my heart wasn't fully there. But then when you mentioned, okay, let's also do some interviews, let's connect with your ideal clients. Of course, me as recruiter, loving to connect with people, listening to their stories, I was like 100% there. So I took it very serious and thought of an interview series and thought of a title of it and called it expert woman on the move and then I reached out to my network um, who do I know who did I know from from Africa who do I know here in Jamaica and I took the time and spent hours and hours to to interview those women and ask them what are your challenges what what helped you during the move um, what would you like to have more of in life and we we just we we connected and I got really amazing insights so I really found some themes that came over and over again and it, they were independent if you have kids or if you're a single expert woman or if you're the first time abroad or uh, five years or 10 years 20 years abroad so I found those themes and they really helped me connect the dots and kind of um, tie them into my coaching program so what I found out was kind of like three guiding themes that almost all women had in common. And one is they're all endurance queens. So I was so impressed how long and how fast and how, how passionate they can run uh, for a long time, like very high batteries. But then at a certain point, they really see that it's just um, too much. And then it gets on um, then the, the topics of, okay, um, I'm not taking good care of myself. They pop up. I also found out the second topic was or theme was that they are all high achievers. They really want to make an impact. They really want to bring change. And they also, they 
they want to even overachieve because a lot of them, they had this feeling, hey, I'm a woman. I'm maybe the only one in the management team. I want to like uh, even overachieve. So I felt this, uh, I would say like weight on their shoulders because mm -hmm. there is, of course, a lot of pressure um, in, in the system. And third was almost everyone said, I want to have more time. Yeah. So that was, that was the themes that came out. And um, yeah, then what I did was I thought first, okay, let's, let's craft a program that gives them more time. Everyone said time management, like, or like to get them more time. But then I thought, hmm, I'm not sure if this is the right approach to it because giving them more time and maybe, um, so they will, at the end, will even do more. And we, we didn't tackle really the root. So this is, those were like my major insights during the research process. It's interesting because as I hear you now, I had a flashback of one of our first sessions when I asked you to describe the pain points of your ideal customer. And it was so far from how clear it is now. And it's amazing how those interviews, spending time to listen to ideal customer and to listen to their pain points, how you actually draw all the language and now have very specific vocabulary to address those pain points. And those, that's the vocabulary of your target audience, of those expat leading women. So I think Nomad Nation, this is one of the big messages I want to tell you. First of all, don't skip the market research because look what it does. First of all, it gives you so much clarity and that vocabulary, it's so important for your marketing strategies. Another thing that happened, I remember, um, through this market research was that you had a certain idea of your business model and through the market research, you realized that was not the right business model. So can you... Tell us very briefly what you thought it should be and how it is now and what are your packages and how did you manage through your market research to refine that? Yeah. So first I was really um, intrigued by the idea to only focus on the time of moving. So to focus on the first 90 days in the job um, of, the, of the expat and to find a program during the move to support them. But then in the interviews, I really found out that this is such a high intense time. Uh, it is hardly the case that they find time to also go through through uh, extensive coaching program. So right now what I've done is I, I offer coaching during the transition, but more in a mini package so that you say we do a three sessions and the, the energy audit and then when, when you're more settled and more set, then it makes sense to go through a whole coaching program um, because the, the high intense time during the move, it, this would be maybe just like too much <laughs> to put into the system. So uh, yeah, this, this clarity around um, how to really strategically see the energy and uh, how to work on how do you, spend your day how do you what is training you what is uplifting you what is only mm, halfway engaging you to strategically look at that that's really phase one of the the program and i call the program coco heart mm -hmm. it's, it's quite a fancy title it's it's in um inspired by a jamaican saying they say when you drink coconut water you wash off your heart so you're really you're energized again and you're full of joy so I thought like that's so 
such a cool saying. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to combine um, being here in Jamaica. I wanted to give it kind of like a Jamaican flavor. So that was the name of the program. And so, yeah, it's a four-phase program. Phase one, we, we do an energy audit. So we really see what is draining you, uh, what fear is there, what's really the underlying cause that you might feel stuck or frustrated. And the result of this energy audit is that you already experience like an energy boost afterwards. And then we go to state to phase two, where we say, okay, let's create compassionate goals and let's create goals that are really a bit stretching you, but where that are really connected to you and your, your passion and what you do. So they really fit you. Those are like not, okay, do yoga because everyone is doing yoga goals. Yeah. So we really want to customize it to you and test it along the way and do baby, baby tests and baby steps already in the program. And then phase three is where we really see the connections of, of you. Because as an expat, connection is everything. If you're disconnected to your team, if you're disconnected to your boss, if you're disconnected to your family, those are your major connections. And here we really look into how to re-energize them and how to, to set them up again. And um, finally, phase four is actually that we create habits. So a lot of times we start in coaching programs, maybe with the last one to, to create habits and what can you do tomorrow? But I think what's different in this program is that you really look first into what's training you, what's there, what fear is there, what limiting beliefs are there that you maybe even put in your container every assignment along the way. And in the next container, it's again there, the fear, and it's again there, um, the thoughts that, that block you. So we wanna, wanna look behind that and then finally create habits that really fit for you and kind of like set you up for the next assignment and for the next assignment. Because it's this connection, I think it's like if you're really connected to where you are and to your team and to your, your environment, to your family, then you make the impact and it doesn't matter what culture it is in. People will feel that. Yeah. Actually, that's a good thing about, first of all, no, Manisha, I hope you realize the amplitude of how it has impacted her business model and her packages. This is, and she has so much clarity right now when you explain it, get out. Uh, one thing I want to highlight that you said, but because I know so much about business now, I just want to highlight it that along these four steps, um, you're actually covering four different areas, which is number one, the career, number two, the team in the company, number three is the family, and number four, the culture, the intercultural aspect. So I just wanted to cover that. Is it, is it correct, those four areas? Did I? Yeah, those, those themes, they definitely they come in, yeah? yeah they They're part of the, the program, yes. Yeah, so it's all about how to manage the expat women's career when they're sent abroad, and because we know it's difficult to be a woman who juggles career and family, you're helping them do that. So yeah. plus the international aspect of moving abroad, obviously, and, exactly. the, and the team building, etc. So that's what I find super interesting about your program. I just wanted to say that. But um, so you learn a lot about your business model. And now it's so clear that on your website, you know exactly how to sell your services. What happened to is that during your interviews, by the way, Nomad Nation, if you want to know how to do those interviews, I have an episode about that. I know that Gat, how do you use it too? Um, so go to tandemnomads.com uh, 
thebrainscience.com slash 138. And I will put the link of that uh, episode where I explain how to do these interviews uh, so that you can learn from your ideal customers. And I always say, but if you can't find your first client, not clients, if you can't find the first people to interview, it's going to be hard to find them to sell them anything. So if you approach people just to learn about their experiences, they will be so much more willing to talk to you. And if you really generally approach them by interest and by really wanting to learn about them and listen, some magic happens and it happened in your case. Can you tell us about that? How you got that client by just getting a survey? Yes. Yeah. I feel it's really the basis that connection and truly listening and um, I also I got inspired by by a book that I recently read and that was recommended to me it's called The Prosperous Coach by Rich Litwin and Steve Chandler so they talk about completely new approach of getting um, of creating coaching clients which is only through connection so in their approach you would not even have a website and anything out there it's really through connecting and then just seeing where it takes you and seeing, okay, is coaching something that might make a difference in the other person's life. And I, I just, I got a lot of inspiration from this book. And I think that really kind of also infused my, um, just my, my listening. And, and also I think what helped me a lot was also your advice to see the interviews as point of connection and not even thinking of getting a client or creating a client out of it. Like your the motivator is really the, your curiosity. And then you, you said it, like just see where it leads. And I feel it's really, it's a people, it's a people business. So your, your clients are attracted by your energy and vice versa and energy attracts energy. So at the end, it's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah, I love that you highlighted and insist on this point of the relationship part. And I will put the link to the book too in the show notes of this episode because it sounds like a very interesting book. Um, but yeah, let's not keep, let's not lose from track that this is a human's, we're talking to humans, it's human to human. And, and when we connect at the human level, things happen. And if you really care, it does generate business without needing to think of marketing strategies and things like that. That's definitely important to remember. So you managed to do that while uh, just had just a small baby in your arms and took your time to do the research and then took your time to build your website and launch it. So what would you want to say um, to those who want to take their time to launch, but still do something out of that time or jacket all at, all at once, or those who actually think that they're not ready to start now, both cases. Yes. Yeah. I think my biggest message is an insight along all the, the years now abroad, grab any opportunity that comes, grab opportunities, do things that are not even were in your head. I I feel like, yeah, what, what I'm right now doing is so far, it is so different to what I expected to do five years ago when we left Austria. And I was very clear on certain aspects in my life and how my life should look like. And I was also, I, I just 
to share, I was not like super enthusiastic about going abroad because I had a very great job and um, I kind of like transitioned from not wanting to go abroad. And then the next one was like not wanting to have a baby abroad. <laughs> and then the next one was I could never see myself as a business owner. <laughs> and then kind of like I grabbed those opportunities along the way. And now I'm living abroad and having a baby abroad and um, being also a mompreneur or business owner. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing when you grab those opportunities, what what comes out of them. So I think that's the biggest message. Just be open and um, yeah, just just also go with the flow and and never forget about your your own well-being. I think that's most important. And if you feel you you need those hours, you need this yoga session, you need this cooking session, this wine evening with your friends just really take them and um, don't worry about them because this is really the investment in yourself wow this is so amazing i have absolutely nothing to add to that and uh, but i just want to say how interesting life is sometimes when things play out together and all the things you said i'll never be able to do you did it so i think you can be very proud of yourself you've been amazing along this journey Thank you very much, Amel. Thank you. And thank you so much for sharing your journey here. It's been so inspiring. And I just want to add one thing about uh, the reinvention too. It's like we need to trust our path in a way that things come together. The only thing that you need to do is to know exactly what you want and to take action. It's not about how fast you do it. It's about the fact that you're taking baby steps and one baby step at a time instead of just waiting for the right time because it's actually never the right time. I don't know if you would agree with that, Gertrude. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so Nomad Nation, I hope that this episode was helpful for you and I really invite you to check Gertrude's Erge, sorry. We will, spell, we will write it down the, the exact uh, website, but could you please tell us what's the name of the website to go to visit to know more about your services? Yes, it's GertrudeArega.com. You will write my name down. So um, yeah, you're not the first who, <laughs> who struggled with my name. And here you'll find um, blog posts and I'll find, you'll find um, all the information about the coaching package and the interview series as well. And I'm very happy to connect with, with a lot of you and to get your feedback and yeah, just grow together. That's amazing. And I can't wait to, to check out all these great interviews. There's some amazing women out there talking about women empowerment and helping empowering expat women around the world. I think we definitely share that mission together. So I can't wait to follow your journey, get out and keep rocking your world. Thank you, Amel. Always a pleasure. Namad Nation, thank you for being here, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and could get lots of great inspiration. Make sure to go to tandemnomads.com slash 138 and we'll share with you all the information we talked about in this episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities and see you in the next episode.